Thank you, worship team. That was beautiful and a very nice solo. And thank you very much, uh, Athens CRC, for having me back again. It's always a delight to come here. I always feel welcomed and uh, I can feel the presence of God among you people. That's great. And Chris, congratulations on your internship and uh, being interim pastor. That's great to see you growing up and uh, moving into my area. <laughs> and so that's as a, and you will be an ordained pastor someday, and God bless you as you lead this wonderful group of people. Shall we pray? And now, O oh Lord, I ask that our minds might be receptive to your Holy Spirit and our hearts might be responsive to your Holy Word. For we ask this in your holy name. Amen. Scripture today, I have two scriptures, one from the Old Testament, Psalm 23, and many of you can repeat that uh, from memory. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And the New Testament scripture this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, uh, verses 7 through 15. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate, whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. May God add his blessing to the reading of his most holy word this day. A minister announced to the congregation that the next Sunday he would be speaking on the sin of lying, not telling the truth. He said, in preparation, uh, would you all please read Mark 17? The week passed by, and the next Sunday the pastor asked, now how many of you remembered to read Mark 17? All of the hands went up. The pastor smiled and said, I see this message is of urgent importance because Mark only has 16 chapters. When Joseph brought his father's, Jacob's whole family, down to Egypt during the famine, Pharaoh wanted to show kindness to them because of what Joseph had done for Egypt. When Pharaoh asked Israel, 
what they did for a living, Jacob answered, we were shepherds from our youth. Therefore, Pharaoh allowed them to settle in the region of Goshen, a certain distance from the palace for all shepherds were detestable to the Egyptians. God takes a job that is dirty and despised and makes it into a model. And this is often what he does for his people, his sheep. That's us. We are all important to God. And whosoever will may come, no matter who you are. And sheep come in all uh, various shapes and sizes and temperaments. Uh, Some sheep are uh, willing and uh, uh, easy to work with, and other sheep uh, can be a little uh, not so easy. And some of them bite. (laughs) Jesus mentioned a lot about shepherding in sheep in Scripture. Jesus says in the Gospel of John that he was the shepherd and we are his sheep. Most of us have heard about the black sheep, and uh, this is referring to the sheep that goes against the rules. You'll often hear people say, well, he is the black sheep of the family, or she is the black sheep of the family. This sheep believes it knows better than the shepherd and tries to go its own way. Sheep have characteristics particular to them, just like we do as humans. Generally and unfortunately, uh, sheep are considered to be stupid. Uh, They are so timid that blowing paper in the wind will cause them to flee and storms can send them into panic mode. If they fall into water, they will drown without even fighting and they'll burn in a fire trying to run away because they are so tightly gripped by fear. And all of these characteristics make them prime candidates for predator attacks. Uh, These same characteristics also make them completely dependent on the shepherd. We can see why people do not like being referred to as sheep. Think of these traits, being called stupid, timid, easily scared, not able to take care of themselves, susceptible to predator attacks. Uh, To be compared uh, to a sheep uh, would be offensive to some. But Jesus said, we are his sheep. So when we look closely at sheep, it's not within us to want to be compared to them. We want to be viewed in a positive light with no need for anyone. In Psalm 23, David recognized that he's a sheep. We all know the story of David and Goliath, and uh, David also wrote songs. He was a skilled musician. One of the songs for which David uh, is most famous for is Psalm 23. And in this psalm, David did not consider it insulting to be called a sheep. So looking at Psalm 23, let's evaluate for a moment here whether or not we are good sheep. That's the title, what kind of sheep are we? Um, Or one of those needing additional guidance or help. The shepherd takes care of the sheep totally. He does that because he loves his sheep. This, beloved, should be our relationship with Christ. Christ loves us. Christ died for us. And uh, our relationship with him should be number one in our lives. Verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. And this confirms what David holds in his heart, that the Lord is his shepherd. Question, do we consider God to be our shepherd? 
And because the Lord is David's shepherd, he recognizes that he won't have a want. Why so? Because it's the shepherd's job to know what the sheep wants and needs. The shepherd is there to handle all issues. Then he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. These were fields where sheep could eat and uh, rest in the same place. It would be sort of like a bed and breakfast for us. The sheep could rest in peace knowing that the shepherd is looking out for them and from attacks. The quiet waters part of the verse indicates peacefulness for the sheep. Raging waters would scare them. The shepherd realizes this and leads them to quiet waters. For the sheep that refuse to listen, it finds itself in trouble, much like we humans. Do you ever find yourself in trouble? Do you ever find yourself overly stubborn and uh, not wanting to uh, do what you're told? Even adults can sometimes fall into that category. Often we're rebellious and we create our problems. And then the psalm goes on to say, He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Beloved, when our spirits are troubled, our shepherd restores us. The shepherd guides his sheep along the right paths for his name's sake. The shepherd knows the best route to get his sheep to their destination safely. They stake their reputation on their ability to not lose one sheep along the way. In my office at home, I have a picture of um, uh, a sheep on a ledge and uh, the shepherd is reaching over to get that lost sheep and in the air is a hovering eagle. And uh, I've always liked that. It was from my Sunday school when I was growing up and I have it in a frame. And it reminds me uh, that uh, the Lord is always there to rescue me or to rescue us or to deal with our situations as we come humbly before him. But if we seek our own way stubbornly, defining our own path without talking to the shepherd, we're not being good sheep. Wanting to make our own decisions, constantly being troubled and finding no peace, we're not being good sheep. We're actually being bad sheep. Oh, you're awake. Good. (laughs) I don't want to put anybody to sleep. This sheep needs a drink. Verse 4 states, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In David's time, beloved, there were valleys that were surrounded by mountains, which was perfect for somebody to ambush the shepherd. David said he wasn't worried about it because his shepherd is with him. Isn't that comforting to know that As Christians, when we are facing a difficult situation, that God is with us. And for those who do not know Christ, um, it's lonely. When you face death of a loved one, you know that that loved one is with the Lord. You know that that loved one lived a good life. And the Holy Spirit brings us comfort in these times. And we can have that faith. And the world looks on and says, why are you so calm in this situation? We're calm because we know the good shepherd.
he takes comfort in the equipment that the shepherd uses to protect him. And when the enemy attacks, there's no fear. When falsely accused, there's no fear. When the economy changes for the worst, there's no fear. And in our world today, even though it's tumultuous and there's a lot going on that is not good, we as Christ followers can have the assurance that we are, belong to Christ and he is in control. If you find that you are in the valley of death alone, you are not being a good sheep. The good shepherd has promised to be with us as we face death. I have stood and held the hand of people that have been getting ready to uh, meet their Lord. And uh, there's a peace with them. There's a calmness. And I always say, you know, are you ready to meet Jesus? Because uh, that's what's going to happen here. And yes, Pastor Jack, I'm ready. And uh, I have peace. My mother-in-law was so at peace when she passed away. She was 95, and she was praising the Lord even from her deathbed. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil, and my cup overflows. As the sheep sleeps and eats in the green pastures, predators, of course, are always close by looking for uh, the opportunity to attack And David says, even in the presence of his enemies, there's a table prepared for him. He's been anointed and his cup overflows. We must come to the shepherd's table and be anointed by him. Trust him. Pray. Have your studies, your Bible studies, and uh, keep close to the Lord. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When I was in university, I dated a nice Christian girl, and her name was Shirley, and I always say, said, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Well, she didn't. <laughs> it was Shirley Bonnie will follow me. <laughs> uh, I, always, I always think of Shirley when I think of that, read that verse. What a promise that verse is, beloved. Goodness and loving kindness will follow us throughout our life. And finally, a closing point is this. Is pride causing you not to be a good sheep? Solomon said in Proverbs 16, 18, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. Pride is a difficult vice to conquer and many people struggle with pride. It's a human trait. And uh, as we relinquish that pride, And hanging on to that pride to the Lord, he helps us to be humble. This may not seem like an issue for Christians, but believe me, it is. We can think we can handle all of our own problems. And we neglect approaching the good shepherd for guidance and help. Beloved, when I compare my intellect with God's, I come away feeling dumber than a box of rocks. When I compare how I take care of myself versus how God takes care of me, I feel highly inadequate. When I think about my fears and my ability to handle my problems versus turning everything over to God and seeing how easily he deals with them, I realize that I am really nothing. I am weak and totally dependent on God to help me. And the great news is he does. And I encourage us today uh, to 
remember that when you face, because tomorrow's Monday and you go to work and bang, you may face a challenge. You may face a difficult situation. And they come in all shapes and sizes and they cause all kinds of issues for us. And how we handle them is so very important. For the Christ follower, we should handle them with grace and uh, a smile on our face and say, this too shall pass. I'm going to turn this over to you, Lord, because I cannot deal with this myself, but you can. And the more I try to deal with it, it'll get worse. So I will just trust you for the outcome. Now, he may give you the great, a great outcome, what you're expecting, or he may put a twist in it and give you an outcome that you weren't expecting, but it's all good. The Bible says in Romans 8.28, you all know this verse, uh, that um, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Beloved, until we get to the point of recognizing that, we will continue to struggle in our walk. There cannot be two shepherds. Either we are trying to be the shepherd or we are being the sheep. Shall we pray? Father, we do thank you for your word today and we thank you for your enlightenment. We come to you as a needy people. We pray that we would always be uh, ready to put you first and ready to seek your guidance and your will in our situations in life, whether it be financial, whether it be illness, whether it be family needs. You are the good shepherd and we praise you that you do take care of us so well. Father, I pray a special blessing upon the Athens Christian Reformed Church. These are your children, your people, your sheep. They are good people, Lord, and they have a light in this community and beyond. May that light continue. I pray for Pastor Chris as he comes now and does interim work that you would bless him and anoint him. And Father, I pray that for the new minister that the church is seeking, that right now you would be preparing that person's heart that they may come and be ready to serve your people. Uh, You will summon that person to this church with your blessing and anointing. Now, Father, we thank you for the day of rest, and we pray that as we go into this week, we may go with your blessing and that we know that you will be with us each step of the way. These things we ask in the name of Jesus, for you have taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.